Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Cross Time with Pastor Curtis broadcast every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. We're studying the book of Jude, and we have today and two more Fridays after today that we will be finishing up the book of Jude. In December, we won't be meeting on Fridays at all. And then in January, uh, we will take back off into the book of 1 Timothy. Looking forward to that great study. I've written commentary on 1 and 2 Timothy, shared it on social media day by day, verse by verse. We went through those uh, scriptures one verse in a day. And, and so we'll begin to teach that on Friday mornings. I believe it's Friday morning, uh, January the 3rd, possibly. We'll be back in the studio after December. And so I encourage you to uh, uh, prepare for that. Put it on your reminder app on your smartphone so you can not forget to tune back in with us on uh, Friday mornings in January. But again, we've got today and two more Fridays we'll be finishing up uh, the book of Jude. It's been great. It's been wonderful. It's been very revealing and uh, God's word has shined in our hearts brighter than ever before it has for me. Uh, going through the book of Jude and how relevant it is yeah, for today, yeah, uh, more relevant today mm -hmm. than at any other time in history. Mm -hmm. And so we're just thankful to be able to be here studying the Word of God. If you live anywhere near uh, Queen City, Atlanta, Texarkana, drive over on Friday mornings. We've got plenty of seats. Love to have you bring your coffee, your Bible, your pencil, paper. It's just a one-hour Bible study. And uh, praise God for that. Uh, we had great meetings this past weekend with Brother Lauren Larson and uh, just uh, wonderful meetings and all those messages that he preached, he taught or on the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. Everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to that specific place so you can find it free of charge. Go listen, be blessed. And uh, also be praying about our new church plan in Wichita Falls, Texas. Pastors Casey and uh, Colton and Casey Hill have moved there. They're in their house, and Colton ministered his first message there Wednesday night. And so just be praying for them, and I, I, I encourage you to help sow financially into that. It takes a lot of money. They're looking for jobs, but they just got there, and and I think today they're getting their gas turned on and just all the things. Just imagine uploading, uprooting from where you've been uh, for Casey all her life and then moving to a place where you don't know anybody, 104,000 people, to do the work of the Lord. God yeah. is going to pour out upon that region yeah, through Lord. the gospel ministry that is in that town now, the preaching of the cross. So yeah, pray Lord. for them, give to them, and and uh, just be a blessing to them because they're going to make a huge difference in that region they live yeah. in. And uh, so we're just praising God uh, today for the opportunity again to be here. And uh, let's dig in this morning today. This is session 16 on the 15th day of November 2019. And I like throwing the date in so that we'll know where we were when we did this particular session. I keep all these. Not only do I upload them to the YouTube channel and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, uh, but I also make CDs of every one of these broadcasts. And uh, they're really not available. And if they were, it wouldn't be cheap 
uh, because it takes uh, quite a bit of time to make CDs and DVDs and label them and mail them, and that's that's kind of a big thing, especially uh, after our camp meeting, CDs and DVDs, C DVDs, and Brother Larson's weekend of CDs and DVDs. Yeah. That's a huge workload. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I'm saying is these these CDs, not DVDs, these CDs are available, but uh, they, they, they would cost at least $5 per session because of all it takes that's involved in that, plus mm -hmm. the mailing them to you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that we can get them to you. Just uh, You'd have to uh, message me or email me at curtishutchinson at att.net or somehow get a message to me. And we could ship them to you, uh, whichever session you wanted, or all the sessions, but it would be quite costly. Uh, but they're free on YouTube, and they're free on the website, so uh, at, just avail yourself to them. So today, uh, Jude, of course there's only one chapter in Jude, uh, and God got said through Jude what he needed to say. Mm -hmm. It would be enough to stir our hearts mm -hmm. and, to, and to cause us to look around and to cause us to uh, awaken unto righteousness, awaken and come back to truth if we've been being distracted by things that are not true, things that are not the gospel, things that are not the message of the cross. And I'm not being ugly, but I'll have to go ahead and let you know today, 99% of the church or higher has been distracted and they're no longer trusting and actually trusting in the very work of Christ at Calvary. Yeah. A lady the other day that's dear to me asked me, uh, uh, well, what are, you, what are you talking about that all the books out there uh, don't have the answer in it, but Brother Swaggart's books do? Mm. I said, well, uh, the books you buy in the Christian bookstore today for a particular bondage or sin that's in your life, those books are going to tell you mm -hmm. some things you need to go do mm -hmm. to get yeah. deliverance from those bondages right. in your life. Brother Swaggart's books uh -huh. tell you that you've got to look to Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Right. There's always in every book, in every commentary, mm -hmm. and in that expositor study Bible that the Lord had him publish and put out for the to everyone who wants it. <clears throat> All the notes in that all the scriptures point us to Christ yes. and his work at Calvary. Right. Not what we have to do right. to be saved. Not what right. we have to do to be delivered. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people just don't get that. They, they're just still hung up in that mindset. Well, why does everybody think that he's right and they're all wrong? Listen, it's not about him. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's not about them. It's about the Bible and what is right. Right. And when we move our faith from simplicity of Christ, which means his work at Calvary, mm -hmm. we, we actually remove ourselves from him. That's right. All we've ever heard all our lives and for decades, centuries, we've heard, well, God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Absolutely true. That's what he's promised. But what you don't see and you haven't seen because the truth hasn't been preached for centuries like it should be, but it now is, is that you and I can fall from grace. You and I can remove ourselves from him. Galatians 1 and 6, Galatians 5, 1 through 4, you and I can become blind again. 2 Peter 1, 9, you and I can become in the eyes of God, even though we're alive in Christ, hidden in God. The Lord is concerned about our condition. In Revelation chapter 3, 1 through 6, Jesus tells the church in Sardis, you're dead. 
You're dead. You can't bear fruit. You're not hearing from me. You're not receiving of me. Repent and get back to the place you can hear and see. The deception is so strong today, my friends, that you've got this grace revolution, which is not a grace revolution, through Joseph Prince, who's crept in among us saying the right things, and even what he says can get people saved, but after that, they can't live for God because they teach you don't have a sin nature. You don't have to repent anymore because grace has totally blotted all your sins out. See, they say the right things, but they don't mean what we say. You do have a sin nature. That's right. And, and you do need to repent when you yes. sin. If you confess your sin, he, he will right. cleanse you of all unrighteousness. But they teach 1 John chapter 1 is not even written to the church. Well, my Bible says yes. that if you're not born again, if you're not the church, then you, you can't understand anything right. in the Bible. Yes. So the Bible is not written to anybody lost. And I'm not here today to, to talk negative uh, <laughs> about uh, the Joseph Prince and all those who were attached to them, but they are the ones with many more in different scenarios who've crept in among us saying the right thing, but it turns out they're not really believing like we believe after we're saved. And this is what Jude, we're going to see that today. This is not lost people coming in the church, my friend. This is saved people creeping in the church, saying the right things so they can creep in and look like us and act like they're a part of us, only to try to move us away and pervert the grace of God. The grace revolution today, the Joseph Princes and, and all those that follow that teaching, they are the creepers of today. They've crept in among us. They've turned God's grace into lasciviousness, licentiousness. And they teach many false things that can only hold you and I captive if we're distracted by that. Right. Amen. Amen. So uh, let's let's start in verse 16 and read through this today to try to work up to the place we're going. <clears throat> in verse 16, uh, Jude writes this. These are murmurers. They're complainers walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons and admiration because of advantage. Now, he's talked about these that have crept in among us, and it's more relevant today because it's, they're, listen, they're not just creeping in among us now. You've got entire denominations that are nothing but creepers. They've been uh, birthed on those that crept in. They, they crept in among us. They won the hearts of the people with their great swelling words. And then by the time people realized what was going on, they'd done taken over. Yeah. So now they've got entire denominations that are just, they're, they're just creepers. Right. They've turned God's grace into lasciviousness. And, and, and they're ungodly. They walk after their own lust. They just... Uh, murmur and complain things that God struck uh, thousands dead for right. under the old covenant. Yes. And these folk will answer to God one day soon. Yes. Jesus says, if you look back to verse 15, that when he comes, he's going to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly mm -hmm. deeds which yeah. they have ungodly committed mm -hmm. and of all their hard speeches which mm -hmm. ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Yes, amen. But again, this is not, listen, forget the ideal that these are lost people that come into the church 
They're not lost. Right. They've lost their way. Right. They're backslidden. They've, they've turned away from the one way God's right. offered. Right. But, but listen, these are men who knew the way, but they have forsaken the way. And Peter wrote concerning them, it's better to have never known it than to have known the way of righteousness and turn away from it. See, there is a possibility to know the way of righteousness, to be a part of it, to be in it, and then turn away from it. Yeah. And that's who we're reading about today. So forget the thought that these are lost people that crept in among us. And I know a lot of denominational uh, people out there are, think that way, but that's not true. That's not true. These are men who crept in among us. The only way they can do that is if they're talking the same thing we're, we're, we're saying. And so that they just don't mean what we mean. Right. So, right. and now, and so uh, he says in verse 17, but uh, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's something we, I think we mentioned last week, but we really need to talk about it. We really need to mention it again because what Jude is saying, who was the half-brother of Jesus, who rejected him all the days that Jesus was, they were raised up together as boys and through the ministry of Jesus and all his life, Jude rejected him. I, he's not my Messiah. He's not my Lord. I don't believe that's who he is. But now, at some point, Jude was convicted, accepted Christ as yeah. his Lord and Savior, and, he's, and watch what he says in verse 17. But beloved, you remember. See, now this is contrast to who he's been talking about. Mm -hmm. These murmurs, these complainers, these that have crept in among us, ungodly, turning God's grace into lasciviousness. All these things that he's explained about these people who are easily creeping into the church. He says in verse 17, but beloved, you remember. Mm -hmm. You better remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our, he says, our Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. He, he's Jesus, my half-brother, Jesus, the one I rejected, he's my Lord. He's our Lord. Amen. Jude had accepted Christ uh -huh. and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, had stirred him to write this letter. Thank God he did. Now we don't have to wonder what's going on. We can know what's going on around us. But when God stirs us and shows it to us, then he expects you to believe what's, what, what you're seeing and believe that this is not right. Get up and get out. Don't keep right. sitting there making excuses because grandma and great-grandma has been there for 140 years. When you do, you're going to pay for that. Now, I ain't talking about God's coming to get you. We'll see it in a minute, what I'm talking about. You're going to pay for that. And so we pay. We pay. There's consequences for whichever way we go. And there's only two ways to go of the spirit or of the flesh. We'll see it in a few moments. Uh, but he says, remember the words of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the words we need to remember. Now, there were lots of words that mm -hmm. Jesus spoke. Yeah. But notice Jude is he's honing in on, he's focusing in on the words that Jesus Christ their Lord spoke concerning this situation. Mm -hmm. This not not just everything Jesus talked about, but remember the words of that the apostles told us that came from Jesus. Mm -hmm concerning this, what I'm writing to you about. Mm -hmm. Contending for the faith and recognizing those right. that are not. Right, right. Let me say that again. The book of Jude is for those who have ears to hear 
to contend for the faith and recognizing those who are not. Turning away from them. Marking them. The Bible is full of that. Bringing warning against them. Not condemning. Not throwing away. But marking them. Pointing them out. Turning away from them. The Bible says after a heretic is admonished twice, then avoid him. You understand that? After a heretic, somebody who's preaching heresy, believing heresy, which is not anything other than the way of the cross of Christ, after twice he's been admonished, the Bible doesn't say keep begging and pleading. It says after twice, avoid him. Mm -hmm. Come on now, somebody. Right, right. Oh, just keep dragging on his Wrangler blue jeans. Oh, as long as it takes. To... No, the Bible says after you've admonished him twice, avoid him. Mm -hmm. You've imparted to him, you've offered to him the way of righteousness to come back to the cross. And once they've had been admonished twice, mm -hmm. avoid them. Mm -hmm. How many times have you admonished the preacher whose church you're in and he just won't get it? Mm -hmm. But you're not avoiding him. You're still tight. That's disobedience. Mm -hmm. That's disobedience to stay planted where the message from the pulpit is not being directed to Christ and what he did at Calvary. Mm -hmm. Now I'm talking about at all times. Mm -hmm. At all times. Mm -hmm. At all times. Yes, Whatever we open the Bible and point people to, we're either pointing them to reap corruption of serving God attempting to through the flesh or we're right. pointing them to Calvary so that they can reap life yeah. Through serving God by being led of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Powerful. Oh, wow. Powerful. Now, he says, remember the words of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. which were spoken before of the apostles mm -hmm. of our Lord Jesus Christ. The words didn't come just from the apostles. The words of Jesus to the apostles were spoken to others through them. Mm -hmm. So, and then in verse 18, he hones in on what words of Christ he's specifically talking about. Mm -hmm. Verse 18, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time mm -hmm. who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Mm -hmm. Mockers walking after their own ungodly lust. Now, now i got to tell you this today, folks. These mockers, these scoffers, they don't know they're doing it. They've been deceived. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there's some preachers that, well, some of them do. Well, it, man, if those that know they are and are doing it deliberately, okay. mm. they, 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 they're not going to make it. That's right. They're not That's going right. to make it. No. Deception means simply, I don't know that I don't know, but I think I do. Yeah. That's deception. Right. I don't know that I don't know, mm -hmm. but I think I do. Mm -hmm. That's See, right. I, I don't believe there's, I really don't believe if there's, hardly any preachers who are in their pulpit intentionally no. directing God's people no. into the way of death, into, into the way of corruption right. and destruction. I don't believe there are many like that. I, I, it's hard for me to believe there is any like that. Right. I'm talking about who are doing it intentionally. Uh -huh. But now 90% and higher are doing it. Yeah. 
Because if we don't open the Bible and point people to the cross of Christ, we're pointing people to the path of destruction whether we realize it or not. You don't have to know it. Right. That's deception. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know. And once I'm given the truth and I still reject it, then the consequences of greater corruption will come into your life, mm. preacher. The preacher that said, do we really want that message coming into our town? Let me tell you something. Since he's rejected it, all hell has broken loose in him, in, his, in whatever's pertaining to him. Because when we reject this message after hearing it, when we reject it, the door is, is bigger, it's larger for Satan and our flesh to begin to corrupt more. We need to know that. He says, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, time we're living in. It was the last time when Jude wrote this. How much closer to the very last of the last times are we in? Some 18, 1900 years later, I'm telling you, Jesus might come today. I don't want you to be ashamed at his coming. I, don't, I want you to be ready. I want you to have been looking for him. I want you to have thrown away the distractions, come back to sound doctrine, come back to truth, which is a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. It is just that narrow, my friends. And there is a remnant coming back today, and I want you to be a part of it. So a mocker, when you look it up, is a false teacher. False teacher, which is a scoffer at the right way. They're scoffing at the right way. They're mocking the right way. And I don't mean they're just up there saying ugly things about the right way, although I've heard preachers that do have made statements negative about the cross. That once there's, And I, I did my own self in 2002. I said, when I heard that on the radio for the first time, people preaching the cross who've been in ministry 50 years, I said, what in the world are they talking about the cross for? They've been saved, man, for 50, 60 years. They've been in ministry almost that long. What, what in the world? I turned it off because I was deceived. I didn't know that I didn't know that the only object of faith God has ever offered at any point beginning from before the foundation of the world today and throughout all eternity will always be His Son and what His Son did at Calvary. That is right. Without my faith in that, mm -hmm. I listen, I'm mocking God. Uh -huh. yeah. I may be with tears in my own way, have an appearance of godliness, some form, but from my heart, if it's not believing unto righteousness, that being God's word, God's words of righteousness in the context of the righteous one and the righteous work he did at Calvary, listen yeah. to me, tears... And hands lifted high can't wipe out and and, and, and and manipulate God to make God think I'm not mocking him, which from my heart I am. If my faith is not in the cross, my friend, if I've turned away from the only way God is offered... And now I'm going some other, I'm trusting in if I do these three things or those four things or this one thing for initial salvation or for daily victory over sin, yeah. I'm mocking God. Right. I'm mocking God, scoffing yeah. at God. No, I'm not one of those who who's out throwing rocks at Christians. I'm not one of those who's out saying, I don't believe in God and all that Jesus stuff. We've been deceived, church. We mm -hmm. think mockers and scoffers are those who just boldly 
and, and blatantly reject Christ and God and anything about the church. But I mock God, I deny God, even while professing God, if I'm trying to get to Him through my works, right. trying to get something yeah. from Him through my works. Right. Yes. Mocking God, scoffing at God. See, it's with the heart mm -hmm. we believe unto righteousness. Mm -hmm. right. And that means the way of righteousness. Christ, right. who is our Lord of righteousness, but only through His work of righteousness, He carried Amen. out through His death at Calvary. Right. So listen. Preachers who've heard the message and turned away from it like I did back in 2002, listen, you just mock God. You mock God. Now watch. A mocker is a false teacher, which is a scoffer. He's scoffing at the right way, which is the way of the cross. What, what about, how about me being in ministry for years and, 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 and preached Christ and what he did at Calvary if there were somebody that needed to be saved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what am I preaching to 100 people on Sunday? 100,000 uh, people on Sunday. Well, forget that. What, what if I'm preaching to 50 people on Sunday morning, preacher, and they're all saved? Mm -hmm. They're all saved. What do I preach to them now? Right. Well, the, the normal mentality of a preacher is, well, we don't need to preach the cross anymore. They're all saved. Right. Listen, and when we open this book, if it's not dipped in blood in that message, we're mocking God even through our preaching. That is right. Mocking, scoffing to God. Don't need. It. Recently heard of a preacher that said, "If I hear the cross one more time, I'm gonna puke." Oh my! Listen, and that comes from somebody who claims to be preaching this message, but they have a problem with men who are preaching this message, who refuse. To move away from this message. Who refuse to open God's word. And point to anything other. Than the one thing that gives God's word. Relevance and meaning. And experience and light. And power to us. And that's the blood of Jesus. That's the cross. Yes. Yes. Every time. Did you get that preacher? Every time. And when you begin to disagree with those who. Have become determined to know nothing else. You're mocking God. You're scoffing at God. Mm. Amen, Brother Kurt. Yes, that's right. When our trust is in anything other than the cross, we're mocking God. That's right. That's right. Scoffing at Him by scoffing mm. at His way. That's right. Ignorance is no excuse. So don't, let's don't try to get a, a little sweet preacher, you know, God's going to honor the best they can do. No, God's not going to honor the best anybody can do. The best we can do is filthy rags to Him. That's right. That sweet that's little right. sayings that's been in the pulpits for centuries that's only destroyed the people of God, held us paralyzed and captive and devastated. Oh, well, God helps those who help themselves. And uh, just follow your heart. And oh, uh, just uh, all these little sayings because we've not given ourselves to the truth of God's Word, which is the preaching of the cross. It's the preaching of the cross. I hate to say it, but there are those now that that are allowing men to preach in their pulpits who don't know this message. All in the name of maybe they can learn it. Well, how can you learn it if you're not hearing it, but yet you're teaching what you're teaching? You learn it, first of all, by hearing it. That's right. 
You know, I, I, people ask me, well, why don't you let him and him and them, why don't we have them? I said, man, I, first of all, I don't know who they are. Second of all, I got to know they're going to bring the, I got to know they're going to bring the gospel in the house. Yes, amen. I don't need to know statistics of the church. I don't need to know uh, any psychological things. I don't need I don't need to know any of that. I need to know the word of God in the context of the one who is the living word of God, the one who dwelt among us, went to the cross and died for us, raised up from the dead, and today is mediating. And one thing he's Amen. mediating by his spirit is you need to be determined to know nothing else. That's right. We think about Christ being the mediator of the new covenant. First and foremost, he's trying to mediate you to have faith in nothing else uh -huh. other than him and what he provided so that he could become your mediator. That's right. Amen, Brother Curtis. Right. Amen. So God says, now notice this. God says he, he refuses to be mocked. Mm. Scoffed at. But that whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Let's look at that this morning. Galatians chapter 6, 7, and 8. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. I may be mocking at God, but God ain't mocked. God's not mocked. I may be mocking at him, scoffing at him, but God's not going to be manipulated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And really, really, Paul told Timothy in, at the very end of chapter Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 2, he said, these are those, and we're reading about them through the writing of Jude, these are those that are opposing themselves. Mm. You understand that? Mm -hmm. They're opposing themselves. When I'm opposing God, I'm yes, opposing yes. myself. Yes. So God can't be mocked, although I can throw accusations at him, even if I'm not doing it blatantly and right out there, even if it's only coming from my heart. I don't have to preach the cross all the time. Listen, that's a mock. Mm -hmm. That's a scoff. Mm -hmm. I don't have to preach the cross all the time because that's not the only answer. That's I, The church needs more than the knowledge of, of God's Word in that context. That, that's a mock and a scoff at God. And there are going to be ministers who are not going to like this kind of teaching. They're going to go around behind the scenes and they're going to talk about me and other preachers yeah. who become determined know nothing else. But listen, you better watch who you're listening to that's right. because some of them have prominent positions in the church and they'll say, yeah, well, Brother Curtis, he He's a little too, and they use other words. But what they're going, what they're trying, they're not going to say he's a little too determined. No, they're going to use other words because they see you're headed in that direction. They're not, and they don't want you to either. Right, right. Listen, those who refuse to become determined to know nothing else are behind the scenes. They're going to throw rocks. That's right. Yes, sir. You see those people over there near Israel? They won't walk in there and take over because they know they can't. They just shoot missiles from miles away. Mm -hmm. And that's what these folk do. Mm -hmm. They just out there behind the scenes saying words that sound so wise and like they really care about you. You better be careful with that brother Curtis now. Mm -hmm. 
He's calling it determined, but now it's it, it, it's really not determined. It's it's really you know you better you better be and they've done it. They've done it about me. They're doing it about all these men and women that God is raising up in this last hour with these uh, Elijah ministries who yes. are preaching the truth and bringing forth God's warning right now. Right. right. And because, listen, every person who refuses to move on into the narrowness and the and the confidence and the determination of this message. They're going to throw rocks from, from afar in a roundabout, hidden out way at those who are. Yeah. But God sees it. Uh -huh. God sees your heart. God sees it. He, he's, he's watching what's going on. Yes. And instead of being convicted and repenting and joining, then we, we, we what we do is we're convicted, of course, but then we look at our positions and yeah. we look at... And here, here's the mistake that, that ministers make today. We find somebody that we respect and honor who's been in ministry longer than us, and we try to we try to act like them. We we try, and if they're not going to get this radical, then we're not going to get this radical. Mm -hmm. If they're not going to right. choose to begin to preach the narrowness of this message, then I'm not going to right, get this right. radical. And I'm not. Listen, you listen. It's called a personal relationship with Jesus between you and Him, not you, them, and Him, you and Him. Yeah. And if you're following men and they're not getting more determined to know nothing other, then my friend, you're following the wrong men. Mm -hmm. right. You're following the wrong right. men for these last days. And listen, when, when we refuse to preach this message, we begin to scoff and mock God. Watch this now. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Mm -hmm. But whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Mm -hmm. See, here it is. here's proof again of what Paul told Timothy. When you're opposing God, you're opposing yourself. Mm -hmm. How many people on the earth today, I'm talking about true, truly, they've been born again Christians, children of God on their way to heaven, and they think they're serving God they think they're going to get something. They think they're trying to get deliverance from this and that, but it's not the way of righteousness. Mm -hmm. They claim their faith is in the cross, and it was for their initial salvation, but today they, they've got all the library is full of books. And if something begins to attack them, they go get, the, oh, where's that book on a, 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 a foul mouth? Where's that book? And, and in that book, it's telling, well, if you'll do this on Monday and this on Tuesday and this on Wednesday, and you do, you do this three times a week, every day of the week for like six weeks, then you'll find yourself working yourself right out of this. That's all lies. That's all a law. That, that's all, that, none of that's the way of righteousness. None of, the cross of Christ is the way of of righteousness. He is the truth. He is the way. Yeah. And He is the life. Yes. Now, and, and, and God says, I'm not going to be mocked. I'm not going to be manipulated. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me one thing, believe another thing, and something not happen. Mm -hmm. that, that's what God's saying here. You can't tell me one thing, but believe another thing and fake me out, manipulate me. Because whatever it is you're sowing to, and we do that from the heart, not the lips, Whatever it is we're sowing to, he says, that shall you reap. Mm -hmm. Paul tells the church in Corinth, many today of God's people are weak, sick, and dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. Mm -hmm. 
You asked a typical Christian that what that means today, and they'll just say, I don't know. I guess I'd better ask my preacher that. But I mean, to not discern the Lord's body is to not understand what was provided to you through his death in his body. And it also, I believe, refers to seeing and noticing where the functioning part discerning where the functioning part of the body of Christ is today, which is only where the gospel is front and center. That's the functioning part of the body of Christ today. Everything else, every every other part of the body of Christ that, that has replaced faith in the cross with faith in anything else, Jesus says they're dead. Revelation 3, 1 through 6. They're dead. They've fallen from grace. You got more than people right there writing books on grace. That's why nobody's getting delivered. That's why nobody's got the power of God going on. That's why nothing's really happened and hadn't for centuries because we've forsaken the way. The cross got us in, but now let's build the golden calf on the hill. Oh, don't, don't forget the cross. And never forget that when they erected that golden calf, they also built an altar right beside it. Oh, now, now we got to say cross. Yeah. But God's not mocked. He saw that their faith was no longer in the blood. They just built that altar beside that calf thinking they could manipulate God. But their faith wasn't in that. Their faith was in that golden calf. They gave of their riches, their gold and stuff, to build that golden calf. And God said, I can't be mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And listen... It can't be the cross and. Mm -hmm. The cross alone gives us single-mindedness, single vision. Mm -hmm. The cross and Mm -hmm. makes us double-minded, and the double-minded man, James wrote, is unstable in all his ways and cannot expect to receive anything from the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's Mm double-minded means the cross and. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody's hearing this today. I know you are. So in verse 8 in Galatians chapter 6, he gives the two paths and there's not a third one. Mm -hmm. There's only two. Mm -hmm. Right. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Right. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Mm -hmm. To reap of the Spirit Mm -hmm. means you're following the leading of the Spirit, means you're giving yourself to the truth. The Spirit of truth is guiding you in, which is always about Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And if I'm not giving myself to the teaching of the Spirit of truth to follow Him, to be led into all truth, listen, through faith in the cross alone, then I'm following after fleshly things and it doesn't matter that I don't know it. It doesn't matter that I don't know it. That's what the the book of Jude was written for so that if you get caught in in a situation... You, you're not, you didn't know it, you don't know it. Listen, all those years I was in that false ministry, before I began to hear the message of the cross, if you would have told me that I was wrong, I was hearing some things I wasn't agreeing with, and I remember leaving that ministry and telling God, thank you for getting me out of there, they're all messed up. And he right then told me, right then, he said, but you're as messed up as they are. Because although I knew things, some of the things, everything they were teaching was wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so was everything I was teaching was wrong. They just started going a little deeper in their deception, a little farther away from righteousness that I was willing to go. Now, I couldn't explain all that to you then, but thank God that the Lord allowed the enemy and our flesh to do what it did, and thank God that we, we've come out from among them and all that, and now point people to the cross, and I'm sure they call us just good old Baptist people now, because the Baptist people, are they're all about the cross. No, listen, my friend. You better come back to the cross yes, sir. because God can't be mocked. Right. Do you know that while you're out of the way until you come back to the way, all that stuff that you're blaming on this and, 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 and I'm going through these things because of my faith. You Listen, and while your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, you're not going through anything because of your faith because your faith is not biblical. But how many millions today are being told you're going through what you're going through because of your faith? And their faith is not even legitimate. Right. It's like the so-called Christians who are being persecuted today having their heads cut off. And when you listen and look at it more closely, you find out they're Catholics or Mormons or Jehovah's Witness. And those people are being persecuted for what they believe too. But they're not Christians. Right. You can live 90 years under the influence of Satan thinking you're worshiping God and, and have your head cut off for what you believe and just to step into a torment realizing now you were never worshiping God and, and they killed you over something that was false. Think about how awful that would be. You had your head cut off. You thought you were having your head cut off because you were serving God. You weren't no more serving God. Nobody can serve God who's not serving righteousness. Romans chapter 6. And nobody can serve righteousness whose faith is not in the very object God offered that made them righteous and a servant of righteousness. We can forsake the way, hear me today, even if we don't know we have. That's why we have the book of Jude. Because God gives you an opportunity, me an opportunity, to wake up. And when you wake up, you must depart from those who are not only asleep, but have pulled the cover up over their head. Don't want to hear it. But you're hearing it. Now, 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 if you don't let God move you by faith, if you don't let God move you away from what's false, even though you're hearing what's right, and you're, you're, you're accepting what's right, Listen, if you don't let God move you out of that, you're going to just slowly and gradually begin to accept it again. I've watched it through the years. You've got to get up and get out, my friend. Mm -hmm. If Abraham wouldn't have got up and got out, he would have started worshiping those idols again. Mm -hmm. But he had to get up and get out, praise Amen. God. Now listen, we're talking also about the words of Christ that Jude mentions the apostles spoke of. And I want to carry you back also today to Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 5. Because we're talking about, in the book of Jude, men who creep in among us who are deceiving us. Whether it's intentional, whether it's because they're deceived, we're not even going to talk about that at this 
point because it really don't matter. I believe it's saved people. I believe it's deceived people who've turned away from the way of the cross. I believe that because I've experienced that in my own life for myself. I'm not talking about others creeping in. I'm talking about me being one of the creepers. I'm telling you I'm thankful today for the miracle working hand of Jesus Christ offering me the gospel again as a, as a Christian. That's what I need. Every time there's been a massive move of God in my life, it's been through the gospel. 11 years old, it was through the gospel he saved me. 33 years old, it was through the gospel he got me back in the word and back in church. At 42, 43 years of age, it was through the gospel he got me back into the truth of his word. Hallelujah. Back to uh, being determined to know nothing. Every single time there's been a massive move of God in my life, it's been because of the gospel. Amen. Nothing else. Mm. Because the gospel is the power yes. of God. Yes. We say it, but do we believe it? Oh. I've experienced it and am experiencing it daily now mm -hmm. because I'm determined not to move away from it. Hallelujah. So Matthew 24, verse 1, Jesus teaching, it says, Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Mm -hmm. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of this age? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Yeah. Notice the first answer he gives them. Their question is, when are these things going to happen? What's the sign of the end of this age and your coming? What's the sign? He says, "Let Take heed, let no man deceive you. He says in verse 5, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. Mm -hmm. And shall deceive many. Now I don't mean I don't believe for a second this means many shall come saying they are Christ, although that's happened mm -hmm. through the years. But I believe that because of what Jude says in his writing that many shall come in the name of the Lord, mm -hmm. in the name of Christ. That's how they creep in among us in the name of Christ. With the name of Christ. They creep in among us saying that Jesus Christ, he is Christ, but that these are going to deceive many. Mm -hmm. Deception is the key and the paramount thing of the last days. Mm -hmm. right. And we're seeing that. Right. Right. Listen, if your faith is in the cross of Christ and that alone, that means you're in the faith. Yes. And if you're in the faith, you're beginning to see all the things that are not right. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to start shooting everybody and killing everybody that's wrong. Doesn't mean you're going to get on Facebook and bash everybody. But it does mean, first of all, that you're going to recognize it. And you're going to recognize it more. You, you, I never knew there was warnings on every page of the Bible until I came back to the faith. Hmm. People out there today, so all this morning, all y'all do is try to make everybody look wrong but you. Listen, those are people who are not in the faith. Once you get back in, that's why the Apostle Paul would say, come on now, examine yourself 
Make sure you're in the faith, not just in a church, teaching, singing, playing. Not no. Make sure you're in the faith. That means your faith is in Christ and what He did at Calvary and nothing else. You've burned the books. You've burned the CDs. You've burned all those years of wasted materials. You've burned them. You're in the faith now and you're recognizing everybody who's not. We shall know them by their fruits. That don't mean they're good deeds. No. That don't mean they're good deeds. Listen, Mormons got good deeds. They're some of the sweetest people on the planet. We recognize them by their fruit. That means the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That means their testimony, which is of the blood and nothing else. We recognize them by the fruit of their lips, which is the testimony of the blood. Anybody can have good works. Man told me one time, you might as well let me alone about all that stuff you believe. My daddy was a Mormon. I'm a Mormon. I'm going to die a Mormon just like he did. And he said, you can't tell me that stuff's not real. They came over to my house and sat with me and and they cried with me. Mm. That's what he told me. They cried with me. The devil will do anything with you yeah. you need him to do just to get you to keep avoiding the one true God and his son he sent, Jesus Christ, to take your sin away. Mm-hmm. To make you keep mm-hmm. thinking you can work your way into heaven. Mm-hmm. The only place a man can work his way into is hell. Mm-hmm. Can't work your way into heaven. Jesus worked your way into heaven. Hallelujah. Yes, he did. did it at Calvary. Yes, he did. So, also, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Paul tells Timothy, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That's what happens with these creepers. They creep in. Mm-hmm. They begin to... T- uh, uh, remember, remember what Jude said. They, their mouth speaks great swelling words. Words that make you your flesh swell up. Mm-hmm. They win the heart of the people. Look at... It's verse 16 of Jude 1. Having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. If I can build you up, I can get somewhere. Mm-hmm. If I can build this car, I can get somewhere. No... It's for advantage. Mm. These creepers, listen, if they're not preaching the cross, whatever they are preaching is for their own advantage. Mm. The cross is what God offered to, to bless God's people, to offer God's people salvation in all that pertains to it. And if I'm not preaching God's word in the context of the blood of Jesus, then I am just using words of men's wisdom, philosophy, legalistic words that are trying to puff your flesh up so you'll think I'm something because that's what I'm after. I'm after advantage. But listen, the true shepherd is going to be after the advantage of the sheep, the protection of the sheep, the nutrition for the sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. Amen. Yes. And the only nutrition God's offered for the sheep right. is to eat the flesh of the Son of God and to drink His blood. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're coming back to the cross. They're coming back to the cross. You need to make sure you share this. I don't care. Listen, don't be embarrassed and don't be ashamed of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't worry about how many of your friends won't know what to think about this. How are they ever going to be stirred if they're not hearing the truth? Amen? Amen. 
But Paul tells Timothy there in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Mm -hmm. These are the hirelings. Mm -hmm. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Mm -hmm. yep. They've been hearing truth. But they've turned away from hearing the truth and shall be turned unto fables. You understand? I've heard over the last few years that a lot of churches in a certain denomination don't even have a regular church where people preach on Wednesday night. They get together and watch Mayberry RFD because they think it's family-oriented. And I'm not going to say it's not a family-oriented show. With Opie and uh -huh. and Barney Fife and and, and all, Sheriff whoever, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But listen, we can't replace the truth with something that just is nice, mm -hmm. because nice ain't the same as truth. Truth will save your life. Truth will liberate you. Truth will bring you into the plan, the provision of God, the power of God. Truth will do that, not some family-oriented show. And the Bible said God chose preaching, not just preaching, but the preaching of Christ yes. and Him crucified, right. the truth. Yes. Amen, Brother Curtis. Right. Right. So, verse 19 here in Jude, I wanted to share that with you, just some examples in the Word that goes along with what Jude is warning of. These people, they've crept in among us. Mm -hmm. You've heard me tell it all through the years of preaching the message of the cross, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. People have come up to me and told me, I love to listen to you. I love your teaching. I love your preaching. I live right here in this area. But, I, there, man, if I were to come to your church, my aunt, my grandmother, my mother, my brother, my, man, they would disown me. And what they don't know... That, listen, this is a good example of deception. They don't know that from their heart they're telling God, I'd rather sit under false doctrine than disappoint my family. Think about that. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. they, they told on themselves, yeah. but they can't put it together. They're deceived That's because right. they, it, they're only deceived because of one thing. Yeah. Knowing what you're hearing is right is not the same as accepting it for yourself personally. Oh. To, to, to become a part of that. Oh. That's true knowledge. Yeah. Knowing is not just in your head. Knowing, the Bible says, Adam knew Eve and she conceived. Something about knowledge, mm -hmm. knowing, not just, yeah, I know that. People say, well, I know I need to be in church, but, you know, I had men in eight years, but I know I need to be. No, they don't. They won't know they need to be until they find themselves there. Then the, then the result of knowing they need to be there will, will take place. Mm -hmm. Knowledge, true biblical knowledge, is the experience of what you say you know. And these people, we tell on ourselves. Remember, God's not mocked. He, and I've said this, and people don't like it. He's not listening to what your lips say. He's listening to what your heart says, yeah. and that's what he's dealing with. Yeah. If that weren't the case, we could fake God out with our lips. Mm -hmm. But he ain't listening to our lips. Now, I'm not saying God don't hear what you're speaking, but he does weigh what you're speaking yeah. with your lips with what you're speaking with your heart. Uh -huh. For it is with the heart men believe unto righteousness. Yes. It's with the heart we say yes or no to yes. God's word. It's with the heart we agree with God. That's then right. the lips follow up with that. Yeah. But God sees the difference when there is a difference between what our lips are saying and our hearts are saying. Somebody said amen. So, verse 19 
in Jude says, These be they who separate themselves sensual, which means fleshly, having not the Spirit. Now right here is where for years most have thought that they don't have the Spirit because they're lost. That ain't what this means. If they were lost, they couldn't have crept in among us. Well, yeah, brother, they could. And, and, I, and I guess that... I, and I'll change that. I guess in all reality, a lost person could come in saying what we say. A lost person could come in not yet being born again, but 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 saying what we say. I guess that's so. But that's not who this is talking about. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Them not having the Spirit. Let me read these notes from the Expositor Study Bible. And for verse 19, these be they who separate themselves should be translated, these be they who separate. Separate. Now, now let's look at that. These be they who separate themselves. Now you have to be a part of something before you separate yourself from it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you're over there. You're you. You may be over there on that side of the road preaching something different, opposing this. But to be separate means you've been a part of something. Now you've separated yourself from it. These be they who separate themselves, and it should say, these be they who separate. They have forsaken the cross. They've forsaken the way of the cross, purposely choosing another way. Sensual refers to that which is not of the spirit, but rather of the flesh. The word sensual, when you look it up, it means fleshly. Mm -hmm. Having not the spirit refers to those who operate outside the cross of Christ. Mm -hmm. now, now, let's talk about that for a minute. We've got about three minutes left. If you, if you, you, you can, as a child of God... Not follow after the That's Spirit. Right. Yes, Jesus said when the That's Spirit right. of truth comes, He yes. comes to guide us into all truth. If I forsake truth, if I forsake sound doctrine, if I turn my ear from it, even though I don't know that I have, I cannot any longer be led of the Spirit. I've separated myself even though I don't know I have until I begin to read the book of Jude and hear somebody on the radio or television preaching the truth of God's Word. I don't know that I have separated myself from the Lord. I've always heard that he'd never leave me or forsake me but guess what? Even though that's a powerful truth and very comforting you can separate yourself from him. Galatians 1 and 6 write it down and go look at it. Galatians 5, 1 through 4 Revelation 3, 1 through 6 there are many scriptures. You can be lukewarm, spewed out, plucked out of the, of the true vine. All those scriptures are there. You can remove yourself from him. Mm -hmm. That means from his grace. That means from his way. I've done it. I've been there. Don't try to tell me I wouldn't have done it if I was really saved because you've sinned since you've been saved. Right. Yes. Amen. We all have. That's right. But these yes. are fleshly. They don't have the leading of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because if you won't let the Spirit of truth guide you into all truth, he ain't guiding you nowhere else. That's exactly right. If you're rejecting truth, yeah. turned your ear from truth, let me add, that's a man named Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Well, brother, the whole Bible is truth. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. God's Word is truth. Mm -hmm. right. But truth 
when presented outside of its righteous context, causes God to resist us. Romans 1.18, write it down. Thank God you're finally hearing that which can hold you on course, wake you up, stir you enough to come back to the faith, the grace of God. Romans 1.18 says when we hold God's truth in an unrighteous context, he, his, he, he resists all ungodliness and unrighteousness. What does that mean? If I'm holding God's truth in an unrighteous manner, that means outside pointing to Christ and Him crucified, that the only things that can be produced is ungodliness and unrighteousness mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I find out, I wake up, God, I see that I've been outside of the place you lead. I've been outside of the truth. I, I became fleshly hungry and lustful after uh, other things, thinking they were going to get me to you, close to you, closer to you. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for stirring me and awakening me. And thank you, Lord, that I could repent and come back to truth. Stop opposing you. Stop opposing myself. Come back to hearing truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. Think about that. Yeah. Because you can separate yourself from the Spirit. If you can fall, listen, I got to close. If you and I, and we can, fall from grace, mm -hmm. yeah. you can't separate grace. From That's the right. Holy Spirit. No, sir. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, the, the, the all the phrases God has given us for the Holy Spirit, don't ever forget this one. He's the Spirit of Grace. Mm -hmm. And when I fall from grace, that means I've fallen right. from being led right. by the Spirit that of Grace. Right. Yes. Because I'm not mm -hmm. hearing truth anymore. That's I know you've been blessed today if yes. you have ears to hear. I know you've been convicted if you've been going the wrong way. And I know that God will bless you if you will just cling to that nail-scarred hand. He will begin to teach you His Word like you've never imagined He could. But it has to be truth in its righteous context, which means it's in the context of Christ and what he did at Calvary, for that is the way of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 3, verses 25 and 26, that the cross of Christ is the place from where he declared his righteousness. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is the truth, but what he did at Calvary is what imparts that, that righteousness to you. Faith in the cross is what allows you to serve that righteousness, and faith in the cross is what allows you to bear forth the fruits of his righteousness. Amen. 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 I look forward to next week. We'll try to get further. We'll start here in verse 19 next week and move through. We've got two more weeks of Fridays before we take the month of December off. And uh, so God bless you. We love you. Share these messages on social media. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Amen. Amen.